Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories Love is a learning. You know, it, each day is learning. Each day you learn how to love your partner, your significant other. Inletural man is into himself. He's into all of his transactions are about getting something back. It's all about him receiving things in return. What is love? How do you define love? Uh, okay, first of all, love is... Love is an emotion of action. Let's get that out of the way. What I mean by that is, is that if a person claims that they love you, then there are automatically going to be actions that follow. Actions that show that they love you. Love is not a word that people use flippantly without manifesting it in actions. It doesn't work that way. You know, you have also, the second thing, the second piece, is that it's based on knowledge. Knowledge. You have to know someone at least a little bit to love them. And I'm just going to give you an example. Right, you ever watch this show, um, uh, Love is Blind? I've heard about it. I've seen uh, quite a few episodes, yes. Okay, so what they do on this show is that they have these pods. And they pick these people and they go into these pods and they don't see each other until after they've chosen one another. But they talk. They share information and like this so that they can get to know each other at least on a surface level before they choose that particular person just based on personality and conversation right so then they choose the person and then they see them they see them after they choose see so the point that i'm making here is that they they at least on the surface level, they got to know the person a little bit before they chose them and before they saw them. You see? 
because love, loving someone is based on knowledge. You have to know something, some, some substantial things about the person, not about, you know, what kind of toothpaste they use or, you know, what movies they like. I ain't talking about that stuff. I'm talking about what their goals are, what their values are, you know, you know, what, what are their boundaries? You, you have to know some, some things that are substantial about the individual before you can love that person. That's the second. Now, as far as what it is, I don't know. Everybody tried to, everybody tried to do this from D.H. Lawrence to Beyonce. <laughs> so nobody has you know, clearly defined what it is. But we do know. Well, they have their own definition of love. Like each person defines it differently according to themselves, right? Okay, so what would be your definition? Love for me also is compromises. You know, there are some times that you have to let go of what you think or what you want. And then understanding what other person is saying. Love is a learning. You know, it, each day is learning. Each day you learn how to love your partner, your significant other. Um, it's about uh, making sure you're working as a team. You know, all I'm saying is just that, just like you mentioned, it is, it is open for interpretation as far as what it is. How, however certain things that it consists of are some of the things that you mentioned, like caring and compromise and things like that. But what what it is, you know, I don't I don't know if anybody has gotten that uh correct because it's an emotion that really can't be interpreted. You know, you can't uh you can't interpret that. It's like um there's certain emotions that you can interpret. Like jealousy. You're, you'll know that jealousy comes from one or two places. Either the person is not pleased with their own life, so they're jealous of people who they think has it better than them, or they're just a mean-spirited person who doesn't want good for others. Well, jealousy itself is also fear. You're coming from a fear perspective. You think so? Maybe you're jealous because you've never received love. So I believe all those, you know, jealousy, anger, uh, betrayal, uh, all those negative emotions, what we experience, I believe it comes from fear. So when you have a deep conversation, well, so when you maybe think about your own perspective, your own life, you know, why are you thinking about that feeling? Why are you jealous? Why are you angry? So you think that, okay, well, I'm having these emotions, but you backtrack and see, well, why am I having these emotions? Why am, why am I feeling jealous? What is that? What is it that that I don't have in my life? What I'm that? What is it that I'm fearing? That I'm having this emotion. So once you figure this out, 
then you will figure out, okay, well, I'm coming from a fear perspective. This is because I don't have this. How I can work to having that thing or that feeling that doesn't reside with the jealousy or that anger feeling. That's something that I've came to realize that. I never, never looked at it like that, a fear thing. All right, okay, I'm, I'm going to go with that. So you've said that we align with love by knowing someone. A specific reason, a specific um, understanding, you know, you align yourself with the goals, you know, you align yourself with the values. So when we align ourselves with other person, with their values and goals, we fell in love, right? Why do we also uh, fall out of love? That could be a number of reasons. I'll give you, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. One, a boundary was violated. And if, if a boundary is, and you may not necessarily fall right out of love with the person if the boundary is violated, but it will follow, it will follow thereafter. What I mean is, is that if a boundary is violated in a relationship, the person who was violated should exit the relationship. That's what boundary is. Let's be clear about that. There's, there's three things, and I talk about this stuff at nausea. There's three things. There's a boundary. There's a thing that you can be patient with. And there's something, there's a, a thing that you and your significant other could discuss and work out a compromise. That's it. And let's be clear about something. That's it for every relationship. It doesn't matter what the relationship is. Whether it's an intimate relationship, a work relationship, a family relationship, doesn't matter. Three things. A boundary. A thing that you can be patient with and a thing that you and the other person can discuss and work out a compromise that you that both of you can live with. So the boundary is the thing, it's like the fence outside your house. And there are doors, there are gates to that fence. So you, the, if the person doesn't, chooses to climb over the fence, instead of use one of those gates, then they have violated your property. You get it? Because they, they, they didn't ask permission to come in the gate. No, they, they, they climbed over the gate. You see? So now you have the right, you see what I'm saying, to take the appropriate action to make sure that they don't do that anymore. And the appropriate action is for you to get out of there. It's for you to leave that relationship to make to ensure that they don't do that no more. You, you understand? That's a boundary. So if a person puts their hands on you, if you tell a person, and you should, if you tell a person at the beginning of the courtship, look, 
You can't, if we, even if we get angry, you can't be cursing at me. You can't be calling me the B word. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. You can't do that. You tell a person that, and they, they do that. I got, I got to leave you alone because we talk about this here. I mean, I'm not going to have you, you know what I'm saying, cursing, call me names and everything like that just because you're upset. That's about you. So boundaries need to be respected. So if they're not, then a person exits the relationship and falling out of love with the person may or may not follow. It doesn't mean that the person falls out of love with the person. It don't mean that. They might still love the person. They just can't be in a relationship. Love and relationship is different to each and every one. But what do you think from men's perspective? What do they think when they bring like a woman in their life? From their perspective, what is love to them? Okay, well, it depends on the, it depends on the guy. Some guys, especially now, some men, and I'm very hard on the men, some men are, uh, for lack of a better term, to put it mild, they are afraid to manifest true masculine characteristics. What are those? Well, there are plenty. But one of them is, is that certain men, they don't understand that they should be the leader in the relationship. Some men don't get that anymore. And it's only because of societal pressure. So they should, they succumb to it. They believe that they, go ahead. Go ahead, ask your question, because I know what's coming. And I'll be enjoying it, too. All right, well, what do you what, what do you mean by they have to be the leader in the they relationship? Well, relationship but relationship is all about, you know, being together, being side by side by each other. It's not about who is... Exactly, but the men have to lead. Let me explain. And, let me explain. Okay. Let me give you some clarity on this issue. Okay. The leadership that I'm talking about, it's not oppressive. This is what this is where women get it confused. Now, some men are talking about that. I'm not that guy. What I'm talking about, there's a book that an uh, individual named Richard Rohr, he wrote, it's called Adam's Rib. I don't know if you're familiar with this book. But he talks about this issue. Right. And he says that there are two types of men. The mature man and the immature man. Stay with me. Mature man, immature man. Right? The immature man is into himself. He's into... All of his transactions are about getting something back. All of them. Relationship, you know, family, whatever. 
It's all business. It's all about him receiving things in return because of his immaturity. He doesn't understand what true masculinity is. The mature man is a generator. He's a giver. He shares because he understands that by doing that, he's always going to get back anyway. He's generating good all the time because he's a giver. So this man, the mature man, he leads by helping his wife, his children, his household bring out the best version of themselves. That's how he leads. He doesn't lead by oppressing. That's not what he does. No, he leads by instilling in them that they must be the best version of themselves. That's the leadership I'm talking about. That's what real men do. When they, when they get with a woman that has values and standards, because real men are going to choose women with values and standards, that's what they're going to do. And if the women devalue themselves, let me repeat that. If the woman devalues herself, he's going to leave her. Not because he doesn't love her. No, she doesn't love herself. She doesn't love herself. So he, how is he going to instill in her to bring out the best version of herself if she doesn't want to do that? He can't make her do it. You see what I'm saying? Because if he tries to do that, now what is he doing? He's being oppressive. If he tries to make her be something other than what she wants to be, he's being oppressive. That's not what the mature man does. So first, he chooses wisely. He chooses a woman who wants better for herself. And then, through his leadership, he helps her achieve that. That's what I'm talking about. That's masculinity. That's manhood. A lot of men don't want to do that. I, I like the point that you said is very important. Uh, I believe it's that, uh, well, you need to love yourself first. Like if you don't know how to love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? You know, how are you going to let the person know, okay, I love myself, I respect myself. You should do the same. Yes. Okay. So so let's look at it from the woman's perspective. So there was this interview with Jill Scott. You know Jill Scott was a singer, right? So she was doing an interview and they asked her, they asked her, they said, would you follow a man? Would you let a man lead you? She, she was telling them that if a man can't do that, then he, he's going to have a problem with me anyway. But then they asked her, they said, well, would you, you know, would you follow a man like this? Right. And she said, this is what she said, her exact words. She said, 
if you can tell me what to do, then you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, then you can't tell me what to do. You get it? If the man, if the woman sees that the man doesn't have a good vision for himself, for her, and for the family, she's supposed to leave him. If his vision for him, himself, her, and their family is to be a drug a drug kingpin. She's not supposed to stay with him. She's not. Because that's not proper leadership. No, he's, he's leading himself, her, and their family down the road to destruction. She's not supposed to stay with him. So I'm not, I'm not just talking about the, 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 the masculine side of this. I'm talking about the feminine side too. If a woman sees that this man doesn't have a respectable vision for himself, for her, for the family, she's not supposed to be with him. We talked about a man's role in a relationship. What's a woman's role in a relationship? To support the vision. So he is a generator. This is what Richard Rohr says. He's a generator, meaning where his leadership is one where he wants everyone who is under his leadership to be the best version of themselves. He is going to do everything that he can to assist them in doing that. Okay, so why wouldn't the woman support that? Because she's benefiting, though. She's benefiting from it. Am I right? She's benefiting. It's not like he's taking away from her. No, he's adding to her. He's pouring into her to make sure that she gets the most from out of herself. Why wouldn't she support that? Why not? Because we have to understand that men and women are different. Women by nature are what? Nurturers. That's what women do. You carry the babies. Men can't do that. We all know nothing about that. And you begin nurturing the baby before the baby even comes into the world. You're already nurturing the baby. You ain't, you ain't drinking. You ain't small hand. Well, some women do, but you know, that's because they don't understand their role. But what I'm saying is a, 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 a mature woman, she's not doing any of that stuff because she understands she has to nurture this child that's inside of her. Men, we don't understand that. We can't obey. So women, by their essence, they're nurturers. So if the man is leading properly, meaning he's leading by pouring into the people who's under his leadership so that they can be the best version of themselves. Why wouldn't the woman help nurture that vision? Why wouldn't she? She's benefiting. She's benefiting. Her kids are benefiting. The household's benefiting. He's benefiting. Everybody's benefiting. Why would she support that? You get, you, you get where I'm coming from? See, 
the, the thing is that we look at these terms and we look at them in the derogatory way. That's be men and women. Men and women. Some men look at them as a derogatory. That's why they don't do it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching, and resources, go to the Heart Matters brand link tree, which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. That's linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. And we will see you again soon.